Look at the booze. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this looks like a stag dude. It, does, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Three Speech Podcast. Uh, I'm Leo Kears. I'm here with Nico. Dipset Bird Gang, we born to fly, baby. We back. The Bajan sensation and special guest this week, we've got Tamer Catton. Hello. Did I Thank pronounce? you for having me. Is it Tamir? It's close. It's Tamer, like a hammer but with a T. Right. And then Catan. Right. Yeah. Ta- but Tam- it's close. Tamar Katan. Yeah. You said it better than 90% of the Americans that have known me my whole life. Man, I found out I was pronouncing my own name wrong. No. So, yeah, Kears. My mom says it's Kears. She heard me saying it. I was saying Kears. Yeah, said, I was saying the curse too. Yeah, and she right. says it's Kears. And I'm like, man, what do you know, mom? And, <laughs> uh, and at the desk doing the buttons, we've got uh, Jonathan. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Hello. It's his birthday. Happy birthday. He's six, 16 today. Wow, you're going to get boobs soon. Eagle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not unless we transition him. Anyway. T- Tamar, you're uh, you're over for you live in Barcelona. You're from are you from New York? From New- well, LA and New York, yeah. You're from LA and New York. Where, where yeah. were you born? I was born in Cairo, in Egypt. Holy oh, shit! Right. Yeah, right. And then I was always back and forth between New York and LA. Yeah. And then I was in New York until I got married during the pandemic, and then now I live between Barcelona and London. A global presence. A global for an American, it's shocking, isn't it? And we're talking about the rats. Where did hang on? Where did you go? Primary school though. Primary school, Los Angeles, East East LA specifically. Oh. Which is almost a different country. And were you in gangs? I was not in gangs, but I was gang adjacent. Okay. Because Nico yeah. is looking to join a gang. Yeah. Bird gang. I, I had a nickname given yeah. to me by gang members. Yeah. What was the nickname? Ironically, Joker. In Mexican culture, they give you a nickname that's the opposite of what you are. Oh, really? They call tall guy shorty. They call fat girl yeah, skinny. We, we do that. So, yeah. No, we do the opposite. We call tall what, the opposite, the opposite? No, we call... That's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, we do that. What, you call, the opposite you call the tall opposite. people tall? We call tall people tall man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> short, no. Short, in Mexican short, culture, it's Im- the opposite. Imaginative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I used but, to get... Uh, I smiled too much mm. when I first moved in the neighbor, and I kept right. getting beat up. And then For my smiling. Neighbor, yeah, and my neighbor who Why was in a gang... Why did that anger people? I, that's, I didn't know. I was new. Hood. I was oh, new. You gotta have a screw face to survive. Yeah, you're right. Is that why you got that face on you all the time? Yeah, And that's what I learned. I didn't... I didn't know until I kept getting jumped, and then my neighbor's like, hey, stop smiling, stupid. And I'm like, what? And he goes, stop smiling. That's why they're jumping you. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I stopped smiling for so long that they started calling me Joker. And what happens when you get jumped? How, how badly beaten up do you do you get? What? <laughs> I used to get jumped so often that I learned that the more people there are, the less dangerous it is. Do they, like, when you see people, like, sort of kicking someone? Yeah. Sometimes I've seen a video where somebody gets, like, rolled over and, and kicked and stuff, but it, yeah. it doesn't look like they're doing any damage. No, the more people there are, the way less dangerous it is because, right. they, you know, they get in each other's ways and right. nobody gets a good punch but if it's like one-on-one is the most dangerous right you know and it was um you know but it was just like a normal thing right over there it was a you completely can't. normal do they, thing do they take your stuff sometimes yeah sometimes Jesus. they take my stuff but a lot of the times because i was in the neighborhood they had different classes of the way they would beat you up yeah i got beat up as an outsider but within the neighborhood i wasn't in the gang but i was in the neighborhood right but it was comedy that made them go all right he's cool He's in the neighborhood. He makes us laugh, and so we won't fuck with him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. If you if you smile or you carry a book. Yeah, <laughs> that's target. true. If if you're smart. That's you, true. You if know. you look like you're trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You look like you want. What, what if it's a what if it's a Quran? I don't know. You hear about the kid in Wakefield in Yorkshire. Yeah. So basically, this, this, I don't know if you heard about this story, but over, over here, um, this uh, school kid, he lost, he's a 14-year-old kid. He lost a game of Call of Duty. So as a forfeit, uh, his mates were like, we've well, got to bring a Quran into school. So he ordered this Quran off Amazon, brought it in. And they, they didn't do anything, but uh, it fell out of a bag and got scuffed. Anyway, the, the wor- word got back to the sort of local Muslim community. And it was inflamed by this, uh, I think it was a Labour councillor, mm. uh, said, oh, this, this person's desecrated the, the Quran or whatever. Anyway, it all kicked off, as you can imagine. You know, <laughs> people with beards got super angry, Silly. and uh, and and this kid got death threats and stuff. So the police got involved, but instead of being like, "Whoa, people are sending death threats," to this fourteen-year-old kid, yeah, that's illegal. They uh, they charged the kid with a non-crime hate incident, which is a Jesus. weird sort of um, thing that we got here for uh, 
for anybody who has an opinion that's not, you know, the government approved opinion. You just made a Muslim say Jesus. <laughs> that's that's insanity. That's absolute insanity. Yeah. Quran costs three bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it, and yeah. it's silly. It's a child. It, it, it's not okay to threaten a child's life ever. It's ridiculous. Well, come on. What? There must be some instances where it's okay to threaten a child. <laughs> well, threaten a child's life. Like, I, I, you know, we talked about this before the podcast, the fact that I go to therapy. And I think sometimes people shouldn't just go to therapy, but cultures should. You know, right. you know? Yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like to allow things that are so small yeah. to get you so enraged is completely unhealthy. Yeah. So unhealthy and so incredibly wrong. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, to me, the Quran is a big deal. You were you were I gonna, love the Quran. but you, isn't it funny how Muhammad Salah <laughs> becomes a player in Liverpool, and now kids are singing, "Hey, I want to be a Muslim. I can be a Muslim too." But nobody's got beef with that, <laughs> right? They don't have a problem with that. Beef, Wait. ironically, <laughs> <laughs> halal beef. As long as it's not pork. But it's silly. Like it, it, it's, some kid drops a book, and and they're so serious about that. Yeah. But then these you know football fans who are going, oh, being really flippant about being Muslim. Oh, I'm going to sit in a mosque because he scores so many goals or whatever. You know, there's there's the songs that they're all singing just because Muhammad Salah is a great football. player. I'm still yeah. waiting for the first ever Jewish Premier League football player. <laughs> Not happened. Yet. So is all of Israel. <laughs> yeah. Has there been? Have, are there many like Jewish athletes? It was a joke in one of the airplane films about uh, here. You know, somebody list said, of oh, Jewish I want, yeah, a list of Jewish. Okay, Jewish so athletes I, was like I, a small I, book. I googled sporty Jews recently and it came up with, <laughs> did you mean sporty jewellery? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a jock for the Jews. Sporty, sporty Jews sporty. would be like an Israeli version of the Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah, sporty Jews. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's upsetting, man. It really upsets me to hear yeah. stuff like that. It bums me out that... Um, those sorts of stories are attached to the the culture that I come from. I, it feels right. like identity theft to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's so many people, uh, the, you know, the cameras are always on the extremes, but there's a bunch of Muslims that are right in the middle. They're yeah. just like normal people that are like, yeah, I love the Quran. I love what it has to say, but I hate the way that people interpret it. Yeah. And I hate that these extremists, I don't even like seeing cats that dress like Taliban right, and yeah. live here. I'm like, yeah, you guys bug me. Yeah, it's, it's a well. Yeah, and some some people say that uh, people actually become more uh, sort of uh, cultures can can become more inward looking and more um, sort of enhanced because it's an identity to cling on to. If yeah. you're in if you're in Pakistan or or wherever, then you know a, a lot of places are sort of you know like all right, you you follow the sort of the rules of the culture. Sure. But really, when you're with your mates, you, you just have a laugh. Yeah. Whereas if you come over to the UK, all of a sudden you're in some like shitty town in Yorkshire. And you're like, what the fuck went wrong? Like I used to, like where I came from, it was hilly, but at least it was sunny. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, you know, you're in this uh, this foreign land. So you're like, oh, I've got to cling on to my, my identity. And yeah, then, yeah, I think you're right. I think like, you know, they always talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but they, they broke that down. Food and shelter is not the first need. Really? The first need is the desire to belong. Right. That's no the way. first need. And I think what happens is, ironically, when people move to these different cultures and then they're felt uh, like they can't fit in, yeah, then they go backwards. Yeah. And they go, well, if I can't become this culture, then I'll cling tightly to the one I came from. Yeah. Man, I, I think uh, you have to eat, though. Because then you, you know what? they actually had an experiment on Earth. They had this experiment where they put these monkeys in a cage on one side. One side was food. The other side was a blanket that smelled like their mom. And the monkeys would go to the cage that smelled like their mom and starve. Really? Rather than eat. Right. Yeah. That just so shows how belonging is are. more. Yeah, cause we are. At the end of the day, we are pack animals. Yeah. No matter what we say, I'm you can live in the woods, you can live in the forest. But you, you put a convict in isolation, and yeah. within days, he's going crazy. Yeah. You know, it, like it's we're pack animals at the end of the day. That's what matters most is feeling like we belong. Yeah. I think that's why the world's so crazy right now, is because everything. Our, all of our sense of identity has gone wacky. We don't know where we belong anymore. Yeah, yeah. All the old sort of tribal lines and stuff have sort of broken down. Hundred percent. And it's weird how the left and right have become. Like, I'm, I'm seeing uh, people on the sort of the dissident right. You know, the the sort of not not the far right, but the sort of you know cranky cranky right. Yeah. Uh, they hate Ukraine, and the far yeah. left hate Ukraine as well. They're like, yeah. oh, we should be. You know, why are we why are we putting money into into Ukraine? Why are we? You know, because they see. Because Putin's fighting against the West, they see the West as you know all this sort of rise of uh, 
ultra liberalism and drag queens and all the rest of it pronouns and they're like oh putin's you know putin's some sort of base defender of christianity yeah and uh you know traditionalism and it's like putin definitely isn't you know un under putin uh russia's become way more multicultural and uh and also as a you know a yeah, growing and thriving did, he gay did, population he did speak out against um some of the woke stuff in the west though in that speech he gave and um constantine did a a translation of his speech and some of these things he did say were against um the gender ideology and some of the other woke stuff yeah he pays he, he pays lip service to it but yeah. you know un, under him i mean he's uh russia russia is a much but more... that's that's more but still they still have um lgbt issues it's safer for lgbt people in the west than in russia yeah but then oh. you know people are saying, "Oh, he's this sort of—he's uh, a white supremacist, and he's a—he's a bastion of Christianity fighting against this." Like, no, he's like—I mean, the Chechens are like some of his best fighters, and you know, the uh, the rise of Islam in Russia is like way higher than than in yep. Ukraine. And yeah, uh, yeah Ukraine—if anything, Ukraine is, is pretty racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. racist. I hate yeah. to say it. It's a really—it's a really difficult thing, you know, because of course I feel sorry for them. But then the number of stories that have come out about racist ukrainians that are refugees or immigrants that are in these different countries and yeah and being incredibly racist to people of color and muslims and stuff it's just like my god it, it made me realize there's something that's worse than a racist it's someone that you're helping who's racist to you <laughs> that's even worse than a racist you know what i mean like yeah, it's, yeah. Re it's extra infuriating and of course it's not all ukrainians but you know it, it just shows you that there but is no black and white it's gray a lot of the Eastern European countries yeah. are like that. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say they're just like, boom, racist. A lot of it is you become less racist when true. you have more cultures. Yeah, that's 100% true. still very isolated in that sense. Right, yeah. yeah. So as places really, become more diverse, yeah. you become less racist. But I, I don't know if that that's true, because I definitely became more racist when uh, I moved out of Scotland, which is mostly white, and moved to London. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, Thanks for laughing, Nico. Yeah. You want to um, hear something funny? I actually don't mind racism at all. Racism doesn't bother I don't mind racism in society. I mind racism in politics. I don't mind if someone who hates me just because I'm an Arab when I'm on the street. Fine. Yeah. You have no power. I don't. I have no power over your opinion. But if I'm paying taxes, and I I pay the same price in taxes as someone who's sitting in first class, yeah. but I have to sit in coach. Fuck that. <laughs> I have an issue with that. I think that's the problem with woke culture. Is I I don't mind wokeness in politics. I don't mind equality in politics. But to try to change that in society. I don't care. Yeah, but I think a lot of these things that people are trying to legislate for are like social things. It's like mm. you know they bring out hate crime laws and stuff, and it, and and then you know our institutions have this push towards you know not appearing racist. You know, yeah. appearing racist is the, is the most heinous, most evil thing, and that has uh, has terrible consequences. And sure. We saw with the grooming gangs, uh, the authorities didn't deal with it because they were worried about looking racist if they if they dealt with something that was being yeah. being caused by you know a, a particular. There was part something of the recently this week as well. A uh, guy could have stopped an incident. The Manchester but, Arena bombing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and he said he didn't stop the guy because he didn't want to look racist. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to. Like, man, this is a, an Ariana Grande concert, and this guy's like, you know, full on Muslim, dressed all, all in black with a rucksack and uh, fidgety and sweating. And it's like, there's so many, there's so many reasons that's a bit out of place at an Ariana, Ariana He's Grande got concert. Wires sticking out of his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a clock man, ticking on his chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, I'm not sure about yeah, this yeah. one. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about my next, my next yeah. HR review. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to be pulled up in front of He was counting backwards, but yeah. I didn't want to say anything. He, he, he might be a Muslim flavor flav. <laughs> With a big clock on his chest. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, it's wild times, man. It's, yeah. it, but it feels like, I feel like society right now feels like the way I felt when I was a teenager. Like I'm in, in between a boy and a man and I had pimples and zits and I looked ugly. And I feel like that's what society is right now. Right, yeah. You, when you grew up in America, mm -hmm. in like um, secondary school, high school, yeah. you ever witnessed any school shootings? Uh, I actually almost got shot myself. What the fuck? Yeah, 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 twice. Serious? 
twice. Once at it, school? Once it was my junior high school graduation. Mm. I went to my cousin's house. Mm. His parents had a walk-in closet in their upstairs bedroom with a full-length mirror. Yeah. It was my first time ever wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. So my cousin and I were upstairs, um, and Miami Vice was really popular at the time. Yeah. So I remember I was standing in the mirror looking at myself in the tuxedo, and my cousin just put a gun to my head. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I pushed it, yeah. and when I pushed it, the gun went off. Wow. I literally had burn marks on my palm. Oh my god! Yeah, man. And then like, and oh, was he was he just horsing around? He didn't. Yeah, you know, he was horsing to, around. He had his guns, dad's gun. Yeah, yeah. Gun, and then twenty years later, fifteen years later, whatever, we're at Christmas. He's married. He's got his wife. His wife's family are all girls. Our family was all boys. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and the girls are talking about how oh the boys are always talking about how they almost died when they were young, and we were talking about how nice things were. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, remember when you almost shot me? And then everybody stopped talking. <laughs> and he's like, dude. And I'm like, what? We were kids. And we went upstairs to the closet, and the bullet was still lodged in the no wall. Way. Yeah. And that was when his dad finally got rid of the gun. Yeah, yeah. And then also what happened in Los Angeles at the time, surprisingly, it was Asian gangs that were really heavy in East L.A. Because there were a lot of these Asian kids from China, especially where parents had a lot of money. They would send their kids to these good schools buy them homes and they would live in a home by themselves and they had all this money yeah and they kind of started becoming gang members mm -hmm. and because there was a lot of racism towards them so there was a lot of anger yeah. right. and there wasn't like an older wiser figure to tame the teenage angst and you're talking about belonging you mean yeah. like a belonging you mean like a mr miyagi yeah, like a Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing you want, like people being in gangs and good at karate. Yeah. But yeah, talking about a sense of belonging, where people were they joining the gangs because they wanted that, but they weren't getting from wide. That's exactly right. Right. It's one of the loneliest feelings in the world to feel like you don't belong to anything. Yeah. You know, and I think it's dangerous when you feel like you don't belong. So it, yeah, that's exactly right. They felt like they didn't belong, and then so they all kind of grouped together. Yeah. You know, and they um and I there was a a, a friend of mine named Jack. Is that, is that famous? Um, is it African proverb? The child who doesn't f feel the warmth of the village will light a fire to burn it down. Ooh, oh, really? That's yeah, good. Like that. Yeah. Oh. That may, uh, that's I, I. That is so real. I felt it in my bones. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. And they, I had a friend who is Asian, and but he was Americanized. Yeah. He was a very American kid, and he was a friend of mine, and we were in a band together. And um, he had a Chinese sister. And one of the Chinese gang members kept hitting on his sister. And he was telling me, these guys keep calling my house and I fucking hate it, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I was a macho kid and I was really buff at the time. So I went up to him and I went, hey, man, stop fucking with my friend's sister. And he's like, you keep, this is none of your business. And I'm like, fuck you, it is my business. That's my friend. And we started fighting, me and this one kid, and I beat him up. Jeez. And then the next day, it, all of a sudden, there was like seven Asian kids chasing me in their cars. And I was stopped at a red light. They were behind me. Luckily, they, they, they all crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that racism there. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they chased me, man. Pulled out bats from their cars, Jesus. guns. It was, it was really, like, Fuck when I think hell. about my childhood, I... I've seen guns multiple times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've been threatened by a gun pointed at my head twice. Yeah. Which is, I, I seriously, and, and they were both 22s, right. which is like the worst kind because the bullet would go in your skull and not come out and bounce around. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And destroy your brain. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's insane that, uh, that, that I can look at my childhood and think there were two times where I really could have died. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and when I look at my... I, I think I've gone to more funerals. My dad said this to me that was really freaky. Yeah. When I graduated high school, I'd been to more funerals than my dad had. Right. That's that's. But, but have you seen uh, like one of the ones where a disgruntled kid comes to school? No. And, no. Oh. And shot at. The class not shot at, this, but this, but is what Nick, this is what Nico's planning with several comedy clubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. I'd never seen a disgruntled kid shoot anything. Thank Christ. But I did. Uh, there was a kid who was very awkward, very weird, uh, very much an outsider who was suspended because he brought a gun to school. Right. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, yeah, my mate, uh, my mate Gordy. So uh, me and my mate Gordy, both our dads are gunsmiths. Uh, oh, wow. he, he made the he was gonna sell this fucking sawn-off shotgun to I better not Ian uh, this other kid but I, I'm not gonna give his last name yeah actually because he joined the army after school so wow. I, I don't know what he's doing now but it could be bad for him oh fuck it Ian Morrison but like he sold this <laughs> and this uh, sawn-off shotgun to sell to to Wee Mo 
And uh, and this thing, man, because Gordy had just like made it in his dad's workshop, and the fucking the bits were all like, r- you know, loose and rattly. <laughs> I was like, man, if you fire that thing, like, never mind what you're fucking trying to do with it. You're oh, gonna yeah. fucking, it's just gonna blow up and like oh, take yeah. your hand off. Yeah. And uh, so we we talked Gordy out of selling it, selling it to Wemo, and uh, yeah, like, um, but yeah, ten quid. <laughs> oh my god that's a deal that's a deal <laughs> but apparently apparently in london now uh it's fairly it's reasonably easy to get a gun but it's really difficult to get ammunition i like that there's a lot of people making uh, homemade ammunition but the problem with that is because because it's like um it's not made to the same standards as like proper ammunition it's Obviously. not it's not accurate so when people shoot oh. you know they're, they're, they go to to shoot someone it you know it can veer off and, and kill an innocent god. bystander it's crazy so dangerous yeah i mean that was a big thing in la for a long time you know drive-by shootings and people getting shot like i was at a school where they would send a letter home saying tell your kids to not wear red or blue right because of the gangs right that and i remember i thought it was just because they clash (laughs) (laughs) but it was wild i remember even as a child i remember thinking how come they're telling us not to wear red and blue instead of telling them yeah why are they winning yeah you know i I there was this thing in America called uh, we used to call it playing the dozens, right? And it was it was basically battle rapping like Eminem did, but yeah. it wasn't. It was just jokes that would go back and forth. Right? Yeah. I did. They the reason like a roast battle. Yeah, yeah like roast battle. Yeah. But playing the dozens comes from slavery. Right. They used to sell slaves one at a time unless there was something wrong with you. Right. And then they would sell you by the dozen. Right. So there'd be twelve slaves in a cage, all, one with half an arm, one with a hair lip, and they'd all start making fun of each other. Right. And that's right. where like your mama jokes came from. Yeah. So I would do these. I would be in these 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 things called playing the dozens. Yeah. And I got better and better and better at them because everybody wanted to keep battling me because I was the weird kid. Yeah. And then finally, this kid that used to beat me up every day, I started making fun of him, mm. and he finally goes up to me. He goes, "If you stop making fun of me, I'll stop beating you up." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit." And that's when I decided, okay, instead of trying to be the toughest guy, which was a fucking no way win, yeah, being the being the funniest guy, yeah, could yeah. make me. Sick. I was both. I was the toughest <laughs> and the funniest. <laughs> when, when, in yeah, gang, Wales. Gang. That's a rare. <laughs> that's a rare thing, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's the same thing though. Like we grew up in Barbados. Like after football, you just sit and just roast each other. Yeah, like just roast and on the field. It was just brutal. Like outsiders would come to play football with us, and or like new friends, and they would leave crying. Yeah, <laughs> like you had to have a like. That's why I'm good at like doing quitty ban, uh, like quick banter and stuff. Yeah. And it's from being in Barbados and getting roasted and having to come up with a response. And that's why yeah. so many of your audiences are upset when they leave your shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I am I'm building their character. You know, you, you learn. <laughs> you need a tough skin, yeah, but now yeah. we would say horrible shit. Yeah. To people, man, like some of the stuff I look back and I'm like, bro. That, yeah, that, yeah. That is fucking wrong, man. Yeah, it was always like an arms race, an yeah, escalating yeah. arms race. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if somebody's, you know, somebody's mom had something wrong with them or whatever, like you go oh, right yeah. for the most like brutal yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. It's like now that I think that this is a problem with today's generation. <laughs> I think some somewhere about like twenty or thirty years ago, they decided <laughs> to make like, it illegal. Man, so like he was through on goal, kick the ball and miss. Yeah. Right? And the guy tells him, Man, you, you play football like you had a foot transplant and your body's rejecting your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw. I was at like roast. Ridiculous shit. I was at roast battle in Comedy Store before it was on TV. Mm-hmm. There's a girl named Danielle Martinez who mm-hmm. has no feet mm-hmm. because of diabetes, and she rolled How up did on. She st- walk? Oh, well, she was in a wheelchair, wheelchair. Right, yeah. and she came up on stage in a wheelchair. And Moses asked the guy that was battling her. He's like, you know, are you nervous about battling a woman in a wheelchair? He's like, why should I be nervous? She's already been defeated. Did she lose both feet at the same time? Yeah, yeah. At the same I, time. At the same time. At the same at the same time. time. Yeah. Jesus. But it shows. Like even roast battle really taught me something. Um, it, it always ended with a hug, and it reminded me of the fact that. The people that I hated were not the people I made fun of. Right. The people that I hated were the people I said nothing to. Yeah, exactly. And this is why this culture, you know, we've got like, you know, they've eliminated bullying in schools. You're not allowed to like take the piss out of people. And if you do, somebody's going to be like, somebody's taking the piss out of me. That that breeds, like, it doesn't just breed a nation of sort of just namby-pamby lightweights. It means 
people don't a lot of that is bonding yeah. you know people are like oh men are 100%. always so horrible to each other like girls nurture each other no girls are like i am sure those, people. some of them people that we bullied if they had guns in barbados at the time <laughs> they, they, they would have shot us did, up <laughs> did they try and do like a, did they try and come into school and like do it with like a hammer or something yeah. just yeah, like i mean it takes it takes a bit longer but and the weapon of choice back in the day in barbados was a machete right what yeah call collins yeah because of um cane sugar cane why is it called the Collins? That's Col- just, that's the name for it, the local name for it, Collins, right. a lens. So because everyone, the thing on Barbados was a sugar industry. Yeah. So yeah. everyone used to cut cane or had, had something to cut cane yeah, or yeah. cut coconuts. So if you got into altercation, you'd go home and get the Collins. Right. Or the machete. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so wild. I've seen people get chop, chop up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Weird. I mean, the worst thing that happened to me was uh, well, in fact, it was my mate Gordy again. But, um, but he, <laughs> is Gordy still alive? Gordy's still alive, as far as I know. He smokes. He smokes too much weed, though. Weed is like the worst. Golden drug. Brown. It's, it's it sucks all your uh, ability to no. sort of do things. Weed like, is how the best dare drug. No, how yeah, dare no, you? Terrible, weed is terrible. the best drug, mate. <laughs> apart no. from apart from CBD, no, apart hang- from <laughs> apart from the CBD product sold by our sponsor uh, at High Point. High Point. Yeah. High Point. You're talking about amateurs. It's like watching somebody who doesn't know how to skateboard ride a skateboard going, skateboard is dangerous. No, it's not. For people who smoke weed that know how to smoke weed, it is one of the most beautiful, amazing things. Let let, let me just tell you, you, let me just say, you don't want to smoke weed. It's bad. It's got THC in it. It's got carcinogens. No smoking weed. What you want is high point CBD. They've taken the good bit. (laughs) They've taken the good bit of the weed, the bit that's actually beneficial to your thinking and your digestive Leo, track. Can our listeners get a discount? At they, all? they can get a discount if they use the code 3SP when they buy any High Point product and you get a 10% discount. <laughs> that was <laughs> seamless. Yeah, that that was, so I remembered that. That was beautiful. I remember, I could remember that because of my constant use of High Point's <laughs> excellent product. So please, please, part of this. So we have support in the podcast as well. So why not? Why not obliterate yourself uh, legally with the uh, high point CBD? No, I won't obliterate. It's, it's nice. It's nice. But, you know, you eat enough gummies, you're, you're going to be. Uh, but, yeah. The, so no, hang three, on, hang on. Big, uh, ESP. Three, you guys should be giving ESP. samples to guests, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did, but we, we ate, ate them all. We ate them all. Uh, like so the good. first show. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is racism. <laughs> I'm an Arab. Where are my gummies? <laughs> no, yeah. the thing with weed is, right? Yeah. With any drug or anything once it's abused or pushed to the limit then it's bad for you yeah. and that that goes for water that goes for aspirin that goes for anything water isn't a, yeah. you you drink too much water you will die yeah but you're not going to get that any, lady who you're not going to get any nice effects <laughs> hmm? you're not going to get any nice effects no i'm saying that water. anything that you take to the extreme is going to mess you up yeah including water but, but the thing the thing with people weed, drive from drinking too much water pour the, the vodka the thing with the thing so with, hang on yeah? this is the thing with weed if you smoke weed constantly every day you don't do anything you don't exercise or you don't do anything else then yes you will become a bit slow or mentally lethargic or whatever but if you use it sparingly like sometimes i write the most and i'm the most productive when I smoke a joint because yeah. I become more creative. But is it good? My thoughts are, but I don't it use it every single, you know. I mean, you know is the stuff you write any good? Yes. Do you I know mean, what in I, general. I've, I was, <laughs> yes. No, I was looking for this um, piece to a bit that I had the other day. Yeah. Couldn't find it. And I know it's a, it's a good joke. And it's a joke about the animal cruelty and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't. Is this about the Barbados, like the kicking cats? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I was kicking look- cats. Oh man, yeah, yeah. we had so- this on, a, on an earlier podcast. Like, oh. uh, so. <laughs> so I was looking. I'm Egyptian. We worship cats. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, of course, this is a hate crime. We can kick women, but not cats. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's no pyramids in Barbados. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so there's a. I was looking for the, how do I get this into a proper bit? How do I finish this off? And I I had a joint. I was at a friend's house. I had a, a puff. And my, my, my mind opened up. And then right there was the answer. Right. Right there. What was Boom. the answer? What was it? Also, like, like, Barbadian people, we might physically abuse a cat. Yeah. You might kick a cat. Right, but British people, it's a 
emotional breaking down of a cat. <laughs> they put the cat in a little top hat and a bow tie. <laughs> and make the cat, you know what I mean? Like Or the dog. Take away the cat's dignity. The dog, yeah, take away. You can see in his eyes. Make he's like Britney. He's like Britney in a conservatorship. <laughs> he's dead behind the eyes, right? And I was like, there is. It's, it's, this is, we got physical abuse. <laughs> And psychological abuse. And I'm saying, I'm looking at that cat yeah. or that dog, and he's like, yo, I wish I was with a black family right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can heal a broken leg, but this mental shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. And I was like, boom, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's where I take that. And that only came to me because I had that joint. Right. You know, you know what I think? I think a lot of people like misinterpret the creativity with weed. I'm not saying you, but in my opinion, I'm telling you, bro, I think <laughs> weed, weed doesn't make me more creative. Being relaxed makes me more creative. That's what and it does. It opens it, your it, mind. It, it chills you it, out. It chills you out. And when I started doing meditation, the thing that I learned is like, medi- I learned from a guy that was really practical. He's all, fuck all the spiritual stuff. Here's what meditation is. You get this shit thrown on your the windshield of life. All these dead bugs and start to make it hard to see wh- the purpose. Like, what are you fighting for? What are you What are you trying to go for? But then when the windshield, when you meditate or smoke weed, the windshield wipers clean it. Yeah. And then and then the, the bugs come again and then you just windshield wipe again. But yeah. But that's all that it is. You hardly a, get any bugs anymore because all the insects are dying out because of because uh, of um, what do they call it pesticides. But, oh. But wow. isn't meditation just like um, being bored? <laughs> yes, it, being bored is one of the most amazing uh, things you can use for creativity. We forgot what it means to be bored. Everyone yeah. is on their phones. The minute I'm bored, I'm hopping on a TikTok video. And I, I literally, in my calendar, from noon to four, I have a block that says, be bored. Right. And I will sit in a park like an old man. I will feed fucked up pigeons. I will just sit and stare at people. I'll put my headphones on without any music and, and, <laughs> and my sunglasses on where I can look Why where I want to look. Why then? Well, just so people don't realize I'm listening. All right. You know what I mean? Listening and t- that's why I love busy cities. Mm. I love busy cities because that that's TV to me. Yeah, that is more inter- that's reality. I like, TV. I like people watching. I love. Yeah, it. Yeah, me great. too, man. When I was young, I used to keep pigeons as well. Really? But, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was my thing. Quite a few keep people pigeons. keep pigeons. Yeah. Mike Tyson used to keep pigeons. Bob Dylan as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bob I Dylan used, nearly died. He got a, a heart infection from uh, some spore in the pigeon. No way! PC. Wow. Yeah. Did you mm. ever? Uh, yeah, no, I never had that. Yeah, luckily. Right. But yeah, I had used to have loads of pigeons, man. But can you pet oh. them? They used to come and land. I was a pigeon, man. I put my hand out and pigeons would come land on me. Wow. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like With their the weird ass. Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Were yeah, people yeah. scared? Nah, but the people, the pigeons in Barbados are not like these pigeons over here in yeah. big cities. They got all their toes, man. <laughs> they got all their toes. I've, I'm the, that's the first time when I came here that I saw. Oh man, you see some disabled. mutilated disabled yeah. pigeons. Yeah. They, could be, they could be in a roast battle, like uh, both yeah. feet gone. Yeah, you know man, I mean? it's all crazy. All the pigeons I had had all their toes. You know, you know why pigeons in London don't have like you see so many with like a foot missing. There's, there's got to be some with two feet missing. I guess they yeah. fucked as a pigeon because you can't ever sit down. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you know why that is? They stand in the feces. Why? It's not the feces. It's hu- human hair. Human hair <gasps> wraps around their legs no. and cuts off the circulation, gets tight and cuts off the circulation. No way. Yeah, they human hair really? from where? From humans. Well, from I'm the a, then I'm a, People's as a, heads. I'm a, no, as a bald person, I'm a hero. <laughs> it gets, you know, comes off, like falls out. I mean, <laughs> but on a, <laughs> but on a bridge, both of us are pigeon experience. lovers. <laughs> yeah. Save the pigeon, save yeah, your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And yet there's so many people. He used to be. He used to be. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, but, I'm saving the, the pigeon. But then he went to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving the pigeon. Uh, yeah, ironically, it was another bird that saved them. Get I gotta saved. stop wearing shorts or my pubes are gonna. But I don't understand, like pigeons land on bridges and high up they, places. They land always, on the, they always land the hair getting up, up. No, they land on the ground. They come, come down. They fly down. They eat stuff. And this hair is blowing around. It blows into crevices. Blows into wherever they are. It's insane. Into... That don't make sense. No, it I, makes the, the, makes the shit sense. makes more sense. Have you stand ever lived with a girl? They, ever... don't, they don't stand in their shit. Dude, I live with my wife. Every... Why, I'm a bald would, person. Why, wait, why would pigeons evolve? For their own shit to be corrosive to them when they shit out of their ass onto their feet all the time. It, t- it yeah, totally it's makes sense. No, no, no. Because they shit on these high up places, and these high up places are where they're safe or rest, but it, there's so much shit there, they're standing in it. And, and they, they shit it, off the side of it. 
It's the hair. Oh, but you can no, you can see the shit where they're standing. Because it doesn't all you get splashes. <laughs> you get splashes yeah, you get and splashes. it doesn't always they, go. But down. they're not gonna stand. They're they're gonna be like, they're gonna be aware. One time I was um hovering, I was squatting over a toilet and I missed the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but you still but you still have all your toes, right? <laughs> and I had uh, luckily man, that's was, shitty aim, man. Yeah, yeah, like, luckily <laughs> it was a solid one. You know what I mean? Holy and shit. That was How the fuck did you miss the toilet? I don't know, man. I, I thought <laughs> I thought that I is had wild. It. <laughs> you you must have I severe might. scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> you need a chiropractor. I had it lined up properly. Well, and you, I is it because you're looking round too much? <laughs> and every time you look round, your ass moves off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say, you're yeah. a nervous shitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking missed, man. No, man, that hair thing makes sense. I'm a bald person. I live with a woman and a cat. I'm constantly covered in hair. Yeah, there you go. Constantly. Yeah. I never realized how much of it was in the air. Yeah, but it, it floats and it gets it in the, the, the uh, spinny bit in the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, mm. wraps around that. That's yeah, when I see it, out. like in our humidifier and in the vacuum cleaner. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, there's hair everywhere except on me. <laughs> It'd be like it's a bald person. It's really emotionally upsetting that there's hair everywhere except how, on my head. <laughs> how bald are you? Oh, I'm. Su- well, I shave it. Right, I yeah. shave it bald. I probably have like a little bald spot back here, and definitely a receding hairline. So you could go to Turkey and like get it. They can take hair. I would from, like, never here. do that. Why? Why? Never. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I one. I, I, I'm lucky that I have a, a good shaped head. You know, but so see? like I don't. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind being a bald person. I think yeah. I have a, a round no, works, shaped yeah. head. So, but yeah, you um, got facial hair as well. So, like, yeah, and I've got a mustache that like it balances out, th- yeah. so I don't look like a Mr. Potato Head before anybody. <laughs> <laughs> before the mustache, I look like the beginning of a video game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "What are we gonna add?" You know, but like, I don't know. Like, I've I've seen it, and yeah. I've seen that it's getting better and better and better. And there's a little piece of me that's like. I wonder what I'd look like with hair again. What happens if you grow yeah. a beard? It's real. I I have a very curly skull. Right. So my hair, my, the hair on my head is very curly. Right. And the hair on my beard is actually super curly. Even my mustache is the hairs start to go like yeah. they're super curly. So I I'm a little bit Greek too. I'm from Alexandria in Egypt. Right. Yeah. So that part of like I have a very curly beard and a very curly very curly hair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes I think like, oh, what would I look like if I got my hair back and I consider the idea of going to Turkey? But I just don't, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm cool. I, there, there, there's the dignity thing in me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and then too, because I go to therapy and I'm a big believer in stoicism. You know, a hair transplant is cheaper than therapy. I, I've heard. I found out. I've yeah. heard it is cheaper than therapy. <sighs> yeah. I, I think about it as well, man. Do you? Sometimes I think about it. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure, man. But I heard that it's tougher for black people. Yeah, the hair is finer, mm. yeah, apparently. The, the, yeah. yeah, it's it's tougher to get a natural looking. Yeah, you know what's funny? People. I have black people hair. Mm. Even when I got my tattoos, my tattoo artist is like, "Oh, you got?" He's like, "Where are you from?" Mm-hmm. And I go, "Egypt." And he's all, "Oh, that makes sense." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I tattoo people all the time." He's like, "You have the exact same skin as black people." And I'm like, oh, well, um, even my optometrist one time was like, where are you from? And I go, I'm from Egypt. He's like, oh, it makes sense. You have this pigmentation in your eye that I've only seen in Africans. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm Which from Africa. tells you that black people were the ones in Egypt yeah. responsible for all of the great stuff. Well, black and and black and brown. Yeah, yeah black and brown. <laughs> yeah, not, my first not the white man. My first Wait, my first president was black. Thank we had you. a black president <laughs> with a white wife who was British. And all the paintings in the in the in the pyramids and the hieroglyphs and all oh, that yeah. stuff from four, from people. four thousand years yeah. ago. No, from yeah. like fifteen thousand years ago. It's yeah. way older. Than fifteen thousand years oh, ago. Yeah. It was it's made by aliens people. anyway. Yeah, well, if yeah, you're gonna claim that, you should also claim the enslaving of the Jews. No, we are the Jews. Look, you don't want uh, it. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Kanye. <laughs> Let me check my bank account. Uh, 
you're going to have to pull that hat down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already gave me your card today. It's too late, Nico. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 so Adidas. All my fans going down. I saw in the news Adidas have got like, so they've got all this Kanye West, all this Yeezy stock. Yeah. They, they can't, they're like, oh, we, they made this big grand grand statement. They're like, oh, we're, we're not going to do any business with Kanye West. And they're like, yeah. shit, we've got all this stuff in the warehouses. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. So now they're debating whether they should sell. They've got so half great. a billion dollars wow. worth of stock in the warehouses and man that thing cost them that that really rocked them it's it's mad how one person one person like you know having a crisis going a bit racist whatever can cause that much damage definitely yeah Yeah. but wasn't adidas like founded by like nazis back in the day yeah Yeah. but that's when it was all right for companies to be founded by nazis like fanta the good old days fanta was invented invented by nazis apparently it used to have like methamphetamine in it and uh they they drank it during the blitz coca-cola had cocaine in it Yeah. yeah I used to shit my pants when I was a baby, but I stopped. <laughs> Everybody did when they were a baby. <laughs> I think everyone but I stopped. <laughs> oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. I thought this is going to be. A I've thing evolved. I've I used moved to shit on. my pants when I was a baby, but uh, I found that this this technique. I thought he's yeah. going to say, <laughs> not when I drink Fanta. <laughs> I find I'm constipated. <laughs> right. And like growing up in like, so what what age did you move from LA to New York? Uh, from LA to New York, uh, r- right after high school. Right, right after high school, How I moved was that? to like fifteen, sixteen. No, no, I was like nineteen. All oh, right, right. Yeah, and then, um, and then this last, I moved to New York start for stand up in the New York. Or... No, I started stand up in LA, but two years after LA, I actually moved to London, and then I did comedy in London for about three years, and then I moved back to New York. When was that? Uh, two thousand. Well, I've been doing comedy tw- almost twelve twelve years this month. Right on the fifteenth will be my twelve year anniversary. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah. So this would be fifteen years backwards from now. So that's uh, twelve years from two. So two thousand twelve. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Mm. Yeah. So two thousand twelve. I started. Uh, two thousand fifteen. Is when I came to London. Was in London for three years till 2018, and then was in New York after that. And you were saying you did like some sort of kick-ass job doing uh, advertising. Yeah, exactly. It was funny when you're an immigrant. The i the the notion of getting an entertainment was not yeah. on the you know in in on the docket of of options. Right, right. I I had to get in Egypt. The the finish line for my dad was me buying real estate, buying a house. Right. Yeah. So I found advertising, and I'm like, oh, this is a good way for me to be creative. And still have a regular day job yeah. and get money. So it was sort of a dipping my toes in a creative industry. And then, but you know, what's funny is I ended up buying a house. I worked at Shiat Day, which is still the most creatively awarded. Shite Day. Yeah, it was a guy named Jay Shiat and John that Day. That wouldn't work in Scotland. Like yeah, Shiat. I'm sure it's shite. You, you're having a shite day. <laughs> he says shite in a Barbados too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a bad day on like doing anything. Are you playing beer shite? Or are you doing, yeah. <laughs> you're doing beer shite. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awful, yeah, right? He says shite. Yeah, but I worked there for a long time. I worked on Apple for a long time. Right, and then yeah. one time I had this, uh, it was Daniel Tosh was in a commercial that I wrote. Right, uh, the, and he said, "Hey, who wrote this?" And they're like, "That guy." And he's like, "Oh, dude, you're really funny. You should try stand up." Right. I tried stand up years later. I took classes. I really just dove into it. It was after my dad died that I was like, "What? I'm living in this house," and I, it was like somebody ripped the GPS out of my car. And for the first time, I was like, "I don't, I don't live in this house because I want to. I lived in this house because he wanted me to." Right. Yeah. And when he died, it was the first time that I was like, I don't like this house. I don't like this job. I don't like any of this. And that's when I started taking classes and reading books and all that stuff. Right, and, yeah, this is a I, lesson, Nico, man. You got to stay alive and control your children <laughs> as long as it takes. Because if you, man, if you if you die, if that control slips, they're going to sell the house. They're going to start yeah. doing stupid stuff like get, they get their up. own ideas and they stuff. get their yeah. own ideas. Yeah, follow their own career path. Yeah crazy we're about to yeah. hear how it ended disastrously for you <laughs> <laughs> if, you if you look at my bank account it really did <laughs> emotionally i'm much happier financially i'm devastated but you've got a lot of you got you got therapy you got meditation yeah. you got an optometrist yeah um so you got, uh, you're paying a lot of dude people. i'm every day i cannot tell you the number of times where i i look at myself in the mirror and go you're a lucky person Right, a really lucky person. I have friends who are in prison. I have friends who've died, and if if I if I stayed on the path that I was on, there's no way my wife would have married me. Right, there's no way. I I had a trail of tears. 
I would break up with women before they could break up with me. And I, and I broke women's hearts, not on purpose because I was a, a super broken man. Yeah. You know, my dad was abused and he abused me. Right. And I used to always say, it's like, my dad was a vampire. Uh, well, my dad, what type of abuse though? Physical. Yeah. But what's physical? You want to hear? It's because funny. Here's I was thing. on a podcast one time. This guy said, "Who made you funny in your con in your family?" And I go, "My dad." They're like, "Was he funny?" And I go, "No, he was a hitter." Mm -hmm. Like I, my dad was a boxer, and I remember one time um, his alarm clock went off and he didn't wake up. So I shook him awake and had a reflex. He punched Whoa. and he hit me in the face. Right, geez. And I got a black eye. Yeah. He'd left for work, and I looked in the mirror and I started getting more of a black eye. So I Jesus. went in my mom's bathroom and I used makeup. To cover, to cover my mom's the black eye with my mom's makeup and then i got to school and the kids are like that guy's wearing makeup what a homo and then yeah. they punched me in the other oh. eye <laughs> so i had two black eyes <laughs> and in between and i remember standing uh, in the street halfway home and halfway away from school and with so much rage yeah. because there's a difference between being beaten up for a reason and being beat up for no reason yeah and uh, oh my my body was shaking yeah like just vibrating with rage and i just didn't know what to do with it man i s was screaming but, so much that my throat was raw yeah and and that that was when i realized i i was a lot of times laughing is the thing you do when you can no longer cry yeah and that's when i found comedy through pain isn't it amazing that like you found that's how you found comedy? A lot of people yeah. would have like found ISIS or something. You know? <laughs> so I'm thank glad God. You found, I'm glad you found comedy. But at least, at least if you're bombing, you're... at least if you're bombing. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but your dad, you said it was a reflex. He was yeah. awake. He didn't mean. He didn't mean it. Right, right, right. right. He didn't so... mean anything. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. Like that's the greatest thing about therapy is I lost all my anger. I knew that my dad wasn't wasn't a bad guy. He was abused too. It was generational trauma. Generational, exactly. Down. But also, and it's 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 might be cultural because I was hit too. Yeah, oh, but there's was, a difference in the way. Is that why you went into comedy, Nico? No, it's like in the curb. You grew up in the Caribbean, sure. and I grew up. Yeah. Or you grew up in African households have the same thing. Yeah. You grew up in that period, eighties, nineties, whatever. Yeah. You will have been hit. Sure. By your parents. Sure. But there's a line and there's a line between normal beating in 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 third world countries and then there's a crossover. Yeah. Like I remember one time I had my American friends over at my house and we were watching um a movie about a guy that sold drugs in Turkey and was put in a Turkish prison. Yeah. And then Midnight there was a Express? scene where the guy was beat what was it called? Midnight That's Express? it. Yeah. It was Midnight Express. Yeah, they, you know the actor. And do you it. remember the scene where he was? The, they were beating the bottom oh, of his feet. Oh yeah. <laughs> John my, is like jerking all my, off. <laughs> all, my, all my American friends were like, "Ooh, oh my god!" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. My dad does that to me. Right. Well, oh, that's what a was weird beating. My dad, my dad beat the bottom of my feet one it's time a with beating. a with a stick because he was abused that way. Bro, right. that happened to us at primary school. Yeah. <laughs> for me, so, well, from the teacher. Listen, I will. I would be in class in Barbados, right? Mm -hmm. And they would tell you, you spell this word. Yeah. You spell this word. And it would have like a, a ruler or something. Dias yeah. Diaspora. Yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah, diaspora. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you, you'd either have out, have out your hands yeah. or they hit you on your buttocks or whatever. They yeah. could Butter decide where they hit you, yeah? yeah? One day I was in class, the lady forgot her. Listen, I went to teach after I graduated. Right. They gave me chalk, they gave me an eraser, and they gave me bamboo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. And they gave me bamboo to hit the kids. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. it, bro. You are allowed to whip people and oh, stuff. Yeah. So anyhow, when I was growing up, it was even worse. I, we were in class doing spelling, or they would give you the point at you and go, six times three. Yeah. You gotta be boom. Right. 18. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta be like that. <laughs> and they try to catch you all. Four times seven, quick, and the shit like that. Twenty eight, <laughs> yeah, right. So if you get that wrong, yeah, yeah, that's you crazy. Get lashes, right? Yeah. One day the person forgot their belt or whatever they yeah. normally used to hit you. I've seen people get it wrong. I've seen a teacher go outside, climb a tree, a tree, break a branch off, <laughs> come Switch, back yeah. in, come back in the classroom, I hit a kid with a branch. <laughs> Like it's WWE. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just there. Like this is normal. Like that. That's normal for us. Yeah. It's terrible though. It's trauma, man. It's trauma to teach your kids how to be followers yeah. instead of leaders. 
Do you know what I mean? And like, like my dad did. No, but, did on, but on the other hand, I mean, they learned to spell ninety nine percent literacy rate in Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was terrified, yeah. mate. I've been in school just learning all the words. Yeah, right? and also for, from a job satisfaction point, of view, <laughs> yeah. to be able, you got a hangover. You know, you're missing being like riding your whatever. Like, you know, you're you're pissed off. You go in and say, oh, I've got, I've got 30 kids I can just fucking hit with a yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah. I if remember... I don't have a stick, I can get one off a tree. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's yeah. going to question me. Yeah. You can't do that in any other job. Yeah, you go like... outside in any other job, get a fucking branch off a tree, come in and say, ah! <laughs> you get in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why people in Barbados have no tree conservationism. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, save the trees. People are like, fuck the trees. <laughs> it's just weapons. I remember one time we, we, we just doing like some spelling. This is a teacher tell the guy spell occasion. You know that's a tough word because is, is it the double C, is or it the double, double S, or whatever? Well, yeah. Okay, he got it wrong. She took the board duster. The, you know the eraser. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoa! Fuck! In his head. That's like a fucking that's soft though. No, rubber, that's nice. It's no, like a rubber bullet. No, no, it's it's it's, it's wooden at the top. Oh and shit! And then sponge at the bottom. That so the sucks. wood, yeah. the wood hidden hit, hit, hit that his sucks. head. Yeah. And we just like that's normal for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. That sucks. And he okay. gets home. He's like, you know, parents are like, why have you got a big Thing coming off your head, big yeah. lump on your head. Yeah, you He's do. like, the you know what's funny? The razor, and they'll be like, oh, "Why are you pissing off the teacher?" Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. now if a kid one. goes home and he's like, "Oh, the teacher, teacher yeah. misgendered me or whatever," yeah. parents, and then the parents want to go oh, fight the teacher. misgendered my child. Oh, it's yeah, very yeah, traumatic yeah, for him. It's different now, man. It's yeah. funny though. Like a lot of a lot of things that like I, the, the thing my therapist turned me on to was stoicism, oh, like yeah. as a philosophy. And there's so many times where people look at adversity now as like something to avoid. Yeah. The thing I learned is uh, all these things that used to cause me pain were the things that made me better, that made me strong. I mean, there's a line, obviously. Like, there's a difference between having your feet beaten and having your feet beaten so bad that you walk like an old black band to school. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I walk, like, he, my feet were bleeding. There, you know, there's a, right. there's a line. But there is a lot of, like, now I feel like we avoid, like, comedy. I remember this guy who's a social psychologist said, nobody knows why we laugh, yeah. but there are hypotheses. I was wondering about why we, why we laugh, because I was thinking about, the other yeah. night I was thinking about what would aliens be like yeah. if they if they came to Earth or if, what are aliens like in other worlds? And I'm like, you know, what, what would they look like? And I'm, I was like thinking, well, they probably would have two eyes, because that, that means you can focus, you've got binocular yeah. vision, like you can, you've got depth perception and stuff like that. And that, you know, that means like uh, stuff would grow splits. So you'd have like two arms, uh, too late, or it'd be, it'd be in twos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, what about other? Like, and then I was like, would they would they laugh? Because well, like laughter. Why do we? Why do we even laugh? Why do well, we yawn? Why do we laugh? Well, there is a a, a, a soft science in an anecdote in why we laugh. It said that when we were cave people, life was so stressful yeah. that the only time we would have moments of peace was when we were co congregating together. Yeah. Because that's when we felt most safe. We're pack animals. And it'd be like in a cave or in a place where whenever we lit a fire and we'd eat together is when we felt safe. Yeah. So there'd be a group of people sitting together about to relax. And then someone would hear a noise from a bush. Yeah. And then there'd be tension. Yeah. And then a rabbit would jump out. Right. And then the laughter came. Right. So the architecture was They're tension. The funniest animal. That's the ori said. original well, it was danger yeah. and then safety. Oh, right. Tension yeah. and then release. So what's happening now is people are raging against the tension yeah. before they ever hear the release. Yeah, yeah. And what they don't realize is architecturally, the, the, the purpose of laughter is the tension. Yeah. We need the tension in order to have the release. And I'll tell you something about, about woke culture that really drives me crazy is I had a woman, this happens to a lot of comics, but I feel like we don't share it because it's so personal and so intimate. I had a woman message me. And, 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 and I've been to Afghanistan twice for, for UN troops. Yeah. And I, I had a woman message me. I had guys message me. I have multiple people message me in really dark situations. Yeah. This woman messaged me. I get a lot me. of ma messages from the Taliban. <laughs> but this woman messaged me and she said, <laughs> she said, listen, you don't know me. Um, I don't know if you're even going to read this, but I have a chronic illness. It's undiagnosed, yeah. but I'm in pain all the time. I'm 42 year old, 42 years old. I, I'm, I'm in a bed right now in constant pain. Jesus One of my dick. friends forwarded me this video <laughs> of yours. And then I went onto your Instagram account and looked at all these other videos. Mm. And for about 45 minutes, I, I was laughing so much that I didn't feel my pain. Yeah. And I just want you to say, I just wanted to say that you did that. But now I'm in, in terrible pain again. <laughs> no, but here's the crazy. So here, she said that, and I it made me really emotional. Yeah, I was like, yeah. man, that's that's incredibly kind of her to say it. Five minutes later, I got a message from Instagram 
saying that the exact same video that she referenced was being taken down <laughs> because somebody found it offensive. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and I get, and I know in my soul yeah. that the person who found it offensive is not in a hospital bed. Yeah. yeah and yeah, they are yeah. not in pain. Yeah. 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 They are just someone who had a shitty day. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know what? You're not taking away comedy from comics. You're taking away medicine from people in pain. Yeah. But us comics, we don't share those stories. We don't share those messages because it's too intimate. Yeah. It's too personal. It's too private. And we, we I, have the I would, decency. If I, if I got any, I would. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Nah, I, I've, I've got I, a couple of those, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you have, and I'm sure we, and, and even if you didn't receive it, I'm sure people have felt it. No, they have really, but. And, and you know, and it's sure. just, it's, they're, they're, what they're doing is wrong. They're, what they're doing is absolutely yeah. wrong because they're, they're judging something without understanding what it is completely. Yeah. Well, they're, they're judging the tension yeah. instead of judging the release. Yeah, and also like, this, well, this woman messaged me and said that her husband who was suffering from cancer found my comedy. Yeah, and then he shot himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he didn't have it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave him the strength to do what he needed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but before he did it, <laughs> to do what needed to be done. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> who, who is it? I said, um, is it Eddie Pepitone? He said, my personal trainer. Um, tried to work with me for for three weeks nothing happened i just heard a gunshot in the back room <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Pepitone. yeah yeah, yeah. Pepitone is so funny man that, that, he's in my top three comedians man yeah Pepitone is i love brilliant. the way he embraces darkness i think it's something that like so good we're man. so afraid of darkness and i've said this to audiences before i go I'm not dark because I talk about dark things. You're dark because you don't talk about them. Mm -hmm. By talking about dark things, I'm putting light on them. Mm -hmm. By not talking about them, you're keeping them in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about dark things is shedding light. It's like telling a firefighter you're an arsonist because you're putting out the fire. Right, yeah, Come on, yeah. No, you're the arsonist because you're the ones who aren't comfortable with, with putting it out. You've integrated your shadow, as they say. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Pepitone is so funny, man. Yeah. He's, embr great. he's embraced the darkness. He's it, in my it's, top three, man. Easy. It's what Marcus Style. Aurelius used to say all the time when he embraced Stoicism. He goes, if you if you accept was that death a, is... He always used to say, like... He an uh, emperor or something? He was an emperor, but he was, a he was one of the... They called him the last good emperor. Right, right. Right? And he used to always say... Um, Meditations, his book is amazing, isn't it? Meditations yeah, is amazing. amazing. He goes, don't think about death, think about lunch. Right. You can't control death, but you uh, can control yeah, what... Because some, somebody... Um, wrote about you know what's the meaning of life and how can you be happy knowing that you know at some point you're going to be dead yeah. and then at that point because the only the now exists yeah it'll be like you you were never alive because yeah. you won't you won't be here. exactly so everything right. is essentially exactly pointless. right we're dying um, now but yeah the the advice for that was uh well what are you having for lunch yeah so i guess that's where exactly because you can control that yeah yeah and so also focus on what you can control you can experience and look forward to and there's no existential angst around yeah. what you're having for lunch. I mean, well, it depends where you go. But it's 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 just like well, I was in a, I was in NA. It was Narcotics Anonymous for long. I used to have a what really drugs? bad uh, cocaine. Yeah, oh, I used really? to have a really bad cocaine problem. Cocaine running in my big yeah. thing. I used to. I, I, I was. Get, how do you get? Because cocaine is such a like. If ever I've not that I've done cocaine, but like any time that I've done it is like. It, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it feels great. Oh fuck no! It's like oh now now I'm really tense and aware. And like yeah. the last thing I want to be is tense and aware. I'm already tense sure. and aware enough. And then like the next couple of days, it's like, oh no, I've got a cold. Yeah, and then yeah. I feel horrible. Yeah, and no, it's you're like, man, how right. How do people get you got cold? Why you got cold? Well, here's from the doing thing. Cocaine? It gives you a cold. No, you feel horrible. You feel bad after. You feel well, bad. you know what? I used to always say this. I was never. Drugs, like I was never weed. Well, I was never due to drugs. Weed is weed is weed is, weed get, is the worst because you, you never hit cold off. You never you never hit rock bottom. Think think what you could have achieved if it wasn't for weed. Dude, I would not be here if it wasn't for weed. Yeah, you'd <laughs> be I, somewhere I, better. You'd be on a, you'd be no, on a better no, podcast. Oh no, I wouldn't be. I'm you'd telling be, you'd you. You'd be with Adam Rowe. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I my the most I've written was because of weed yeah it's because you were relaxed my, yeah my, it's because you yeah. were relaxed but no no i i i definitely think 
weed. Uh, yes, and the weed is what gives realize. me that relaxation. Yeah. But you could, if you found other ways to be relaxed, you'd find that same creativity. I don't CBD. Think, I don't CBD from <laughs> High Point. <laughs> CBD. And that burst. use the code three SP. You get ten percent off, and it gives you all the relaxation. <laughs> you can probably write as much uh, comedy as Nico, and it's it's a fantastic way to spend. An but afternoon. no, it, it it allows you to see the connections yeah. between different sure. and you know separate uh topics and whatnot and make the links easier so sure. much easier why are we suddenly yeah. why is it suddenly 4 a.m at a house party <laughs> <laughs> because of the vodka yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now nah, it allows you man i'm telling you yeah. some of the best stuff i wrote sure like but it's be uh, but I really think it's not it's not the drug you know even with with cocaine I was lucky I used to always say I was never addicted to cocaine I was addicted to not feeling sad right and so nice. that's what made me love the cocaine it's that I I was I became the clown with my friends right yeah. and so my identity was happiness was joy right. and when I was sad not only was I sad I felt like I wasn't myself yeah. So and uh, and with cocaine, you're borrowing. It's not your happiness. You're borrowing happiness from this shady loan shark. Yeah. You know. So it's not your bar. That's why you're sad after because oh. because it's not it's oh, not so joy was, that was you earned. LA? Did you start in LA? Oh yeah. Was it better cocaine there? It was. We used to have this cocaine called Celebrity Grade. <laughs> and my, I did so much coke, my dealer was like, I think you need to slow down. <laughs> and I was like, wow, man. I think in London, the best grade of cocaine you can get is, I haven't rubbed my balls and anus on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, here's, I dated a, a female bartender who was the head bartender at Chateau Marmont. Right. Where John Belushi killed himself. Yeah. A lot of celebrities, and so a lot of people would go there because it was a rock and roll hotel. Yeah. So the all the drug dealers would go up to her, knowing she's the head bartender, and say, "We know people are going to ask you for drugs. Here's a sample." Yeah. So I'd finish at Comedy Store at 2 a.m. and I finally had a girlfriend that didn't mind. Yeah. Because she finished at 3 a.m. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd pick her up at 3 3:30. We'd go back to her house. She'd unload her purse with samples. No way. And one of them was this pink cocaine that this gay guy used to give her. He wore palm tree printed pants and a white coat. Yeah. And he gave her pink cocaine. Yeah. And it was celebrity grade, quote unquote. And it was the softest cocaine. And we do coke all morning, all day, have sex all night, wake up at three in the afternoon, eat once and then go to work. We yeah. were vampires. Yeah, yeah. And I almost died. I didn't know how dangerous it was until six months into the relationship she talked about her ex-boyfriend i'm like oh whatever happened to your ex-boyfriend she's like oh he died jesus and i'm like what she goes yeah i walked in his apartment he had a heart attack and died jesus. and i'm like from what and she goes from cocaine right and i'm she like what mr blobby suit or... <laughs> and i was like her boyfriend died yeah. from the exact same thing that we're doing right yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fact that it didn't stop her yeah. made me go i'm scared of you now yeah yeah and Did i I finally went to therapy and it's it, I, I really I was on the path to like dying. Right, yeah. You know, I was really lucky to did, get out. Did you know those three comedians who died to the from I that did. fentanyl list? Yeah, yeah they're, I did. they're putting fentanyl yeah. in yeah. cocaine. Yeah, in yeah cocaine I knew now. all of them. Yeah. So now cocaine is like now you're not just it's not just the risk of cocaine anyway, which is like, you know, it, it can give you a heart attack because it speeds up your heart and constricts yeah. your arteries and stuff. Now it's also fentanyl so every like you know one in however many yeah. lines is going to have this like grain of fentanyl that just yeah. bang no matter what bang you're dead yeah it wasn't just those three comedians by the way there was three more people that died after that uh, in the la comedy scene comedians agents managers i know six people that died during covid not from covid right from cocaine right and and when those those comics uh went to the party in venice beach that was a party that i would have i would have gone to mm. so i feel like being in europe like saved my life because the bad cocaine yeah i would have if i was at that party i would have done that cocaine yeah yeah and, and i would be dead fentanyl right you know where all the fentanyl is manufactured china china that's absolutely right <laughs> you pronounce that exactly like trump china <laughs> yeah. china, china. <laughs> so it's, it's china is now using fentanyl to destabilize the west like tiktok really TikTok, tiktok is social uh social and psychological destabilization uh, it western, makes sense western kids that's why i don't understand why they're so crazy about the balloon 
There's yeah. a balloon 60,000 feet in the air with a micro, with a telescope. Yeah. Why do you care about that when you've got TikTok? Yeah. It's way more invasive and in, literally in the bedrooms. Yeah, stealing everybody's uh, passwords and everything. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I and, deleted TikTok. And fentanyl. That's the only one I deleted. Well, right. I deleted Facebook and TikTok. Why Facebook? Facebook is bad. Yeah. But Instagram I'm is never run on Facebook. by Facebook. I used to be on yeah. Facebook all the time. Now yeah, you try and open it. it, it's like fucking, it takes ages to open. I it's all clunky yeah. rubbish. I hate it. I got rid I, of that. I just I use it for the TikTok. ads when I do my, when I go on the road and I'm doing stuff internationally. And Europe is the Wild West. Outside of the UK, it's the fucking Wild West. Right. I want to tell you, though, about meditation. Like, I don't get, like, meditation, I do get the relaxation benefit, but I don't get that creative. How how often do you meditate? What do you, do you meditate twice or once a day? I'll tell you this: when I used to do it, right, I once had the best experience of my life. Mm. Like, I, I was doing it, and I got to that point where I ceased to exist yeah. as a soul entity. Mm. It was just everything went like a light blue. Mm. My, I had no body. I had no ego. Beautiful. I had nothing. Ego. Dude, were you? Were you? I sitting? was just gone. I was just that's energy, it, mate. Yeah. That's where, it. You're connecting to source. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. You, imagine that's living it. your life like that. Yeah. I mean, hard. But yeah. That, that's but like where were you? Where were you sitting? I, I was sitting on a chair, just doing a mantra over and over. What mantra? I think it was. It Fuck was just Darius. like. It was just like, um, um, over and over. You can um, find your mantra online, by the way. For anybody that wants to get into transcendental meditation, if you go online, you put your birth date and, and look for a, a, a transcendental meditation mantra, you can get it instead of paying $1,000. to. You can literally find it online, right. and you'll find the exact word to use for your birth date. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this like astrology? Well, it might be. But it here's may the be. Thing. Here's the thing. Um, that guy... Thing, Naval Ravikant, mm. who's just like one of these modern day, you know, philosophers, startup entrepreneurs who's mega, mega successful. He says his whole thing is to sit still when the thoughts come, just sit still and let the thought go away. Yeah. You don't need no mantra. You don't need to count. You don't need to focus on your breath. You're just trying to realize when the mind is not empty and get rid of the thought right so when it comes you go oh that's just a thought and you let it float away gently push yeah. it away yeah, yeah. he's like, like a cloud in the sky he's like yeah. you don't need I no like man yeah he's like you don't need no mantra the mantra is only to get you to that point exactly. where you're you're i'm a strong right? independent woman and i don't need no mantra <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't need no mantra you don't need to no anchor you don't need to focus on the breath or feelings or whatever he's like when a thought comes disperse it and whatever but so anyhow let me just say this i was doing it boom 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 and i got to the state everything just went light blue yeah <laughs> I, there was no more nico there was no more ego there was no body i i couldn't feel anything in me and it was like fuck yeah my mind went Poof. i was like this is the most amazing feeling ever yeah after that I could not meditate properly again because uh, all I, I wanted was that feeling. You were right, chasing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah chasing I, ju I just it, yeah. went in there chasing that dragon. Right, yeah. yeah. I was like, I need to get back to that state. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it took me a while to be able to meditate and not chase or look for that. Right. Because the whole thing of, of meditation is, is just a state of being. Just right. accept everything that is here now. Yeah. And, and just be at peace with it. You had like the egoic grasping to escape. I, I, yeah, yeah. I had. I want. I wanted to get back to that. That sense of no ego, no body, nothing. Yeah, but it's just. It's just sitting. Yeah, it's, it's sitting. <laughs> but it, but I'm telling you, it the, is the, the right. feeling. It, it's like they wiped my hard drive. Whoosh. Right. You know what's funny? Gone, it we like, we don't incriminate everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is yeah, just. It, it is mad, just sitting. Mate. But there's it so. It's too often in life that we don't just sit. Oh, that's been a lot. I'm sitting yeah. right now. My ass yeah. is like sore. Yeah, I gotta piss. So that's not bad. from yeah. sitting, right. though. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a good, that's a good point to pause. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna, uh, yeah, join us. Uh, th thanks for listening. Join us on Patreon for the second half. 
of the Three Speech Podcast. Where we actually have pink cocaine. Yeah. We're bring out. yeah celebrity I've, grade cocaine. I've celebrity grade, I've baby. rainbow colored cocaine. <laughs> and purple methamphetamine. Are you recording though, Jonathan? Because you know you, oh, yeah, remember you, you didn't, didn't record. I'll start now. I'll start now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, please and, like, and, yeah, yeah, like and, and subscribe. And sign into the Patreon where we beat up Jonathan. Sign, in, yeah. sign into the Patreon. You can try, mate. You can try. Happy birthday, Jonathan. We're Thank desperate you. to make some money. And also uh, buy High Point CBD products. There's a link below uh, with the code 3SP, and that supports us as well. And you get 10% off by using the 3SP code, which is the maximum amount of discount you will get using a code from High Point C CBD. Bye. Bye.